0: Welcome to The Alchemy of Business Show with your host, Steve Rogers. The Alchemy of Business Show is a podcast that mixes practical, actionable business solutions with soulful insights for anyone seeking deeper meaning in their lives and greater success in their work. Steve will be featuring purpose-driven leaders from all walks of life and getting insight into their journeys from failures to triumphs. So tune in to Transition, transform, and evolve in every dimension of your business and life. And now your host of the Alchemy of Business Show, Steve Rogers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alchemy of Business Show. Thank you for
1: listening in. We are always here talking about making wiser decisions, creating greater profits in your life and your business, and also higher purpose and higher meaning and really doing what you love. And our guest today, I'm thrilled to have all the way from down under, uh, does this and then some. Uh, She is a powerhouse woman who I was able to be introduced to by another powerhouse woman, uh, Sally Anderson, that I met recently and interviewed on the show and have been uh, doing some work with her uh, in in different ways. But she said, you have got to talk to and meet Miss Karen Weaver. And I said, well, tell me about her. And then we started connecting and Karen and I started checking out each other's information. And I was really impressed that this lady is not only an award winning publisher, publishing books, many books we're going to talk about. She's also an author. She's a TEDx speaker, and she's an advanced law of attraction practitioner. Now, since I have Think and Grow Rich right over my shoulder here, for those that can see, uh, I've been following Think and Grow Rich principles for many years, and I'm very anxious to talk to the advanced uh, uh, master in this, and she also does a lot of teaching in this work. Uh, She has authored numerous books and many genres, novels, motivational, children's journals. And she also chooses to lead the way in authorship, helping generously share her talents and her gifts through uh, her writing skill to inspire others. And her life magic with uh, Karen is something that is just I love it because she uses the word alchemy in here as well. So the alchemy of life of magic. Uh, And she's also a very much sought out speaker. And she shares her knowledge and wisdom with groups and people on leadership and in writing. And she's built a successful publishing business from scratch, signing very major authors and writing over 30 books and establishing her own credible brand in the marketplace. Uh, And she's a gifted teacher as well. So she takes these gifts and she shares them in other ways in sharing her magic. So uh, thank you very much, Karen, for being on the show and for it. Welcome to your next day, Friday, because I'm Thursday, your Friday. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Steve. And Friday's looking good. (laughs) Good, good, good. Well, tell us about this journey that you're on. I mean, I know you're a, a mom and a, a family person, and you're also a talented entrepreneur. So talk to me, uh, since your beginning bio was about um, writing. Let's first talk, talk about your being a mom first. So yeah. um, how, how long did you want to be a mom before you actually became one? And how much of a mom world are you in right now? Because I know it's pretty <laughs> massive.
2: Uh, It's like absolute chaos, but I love it. I have been a mom for almost 26 years now. I was a teenage mom, so my, I had my first son when I was 19. Um, best thing ever happened. <laughs> um, and then I was a, like a solo mom for 10 years, but I went back to school, studied humanities. So my studies are in humanities, not in publishing. <laughs> um, And then, um, yeah, I, I just, I, we, I fell in love with, with someone else and we ended up having five more children and um, six is my, I have six children, so six is my kind of comfort zone because I I'm the eldest of six, so I suppose I've always been a mom all my life. <laughs> so that was your feeling, like, okay, I can't surpass six. Is that how it was? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: ain't going further. No, Mary <laughs> let me know that was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you obviously have, I think you have a mix of boys and girls and various ages, mm-hmm. and so did you real when it was like, oh, one more is not going to be a problem, It was it two or three or four or five or six that you went, wow, this is even... More undertaking than I thought, and then you so how did you manage that as a mom? I, I was telling you earlier before the show started. My mom had five boys in uh in six years, and I think back on she was she had to put her career on hold uh being a nurse uh, because my dad was in the military, and so she was doing that full time and then she eventually went back to being a nursing, but somehow you found a way to Um, maybe it's some of your think and grow rich principles. I don't know, but you found a way to not only be a mom to six children, but to create an empire. So let's talk about, did your time management and priority skills come with kids and then it led to a career or was it all along the same path? Oh my goodness. I'm an accidental author and publisher. If I had not
2: have been a mom, I would not have an at home mom. I would not have been an author or a a publisher, because I would have been in a job, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have had the time to explore it. It was definitely a calling into it. My first novel, I wrote in 30 days back in 2010. It was definitely a calling. It was totally irrational for me to embark on that journey. I did it during NaNoWriMo, um, and we had, we had moved to Australia two and a half years beforehand. I'm from Ireland, so we moved to Australia two and a half years beforehand. But before we moved to Australia, I had a double miscarriage, and that just shook me to my core. And you know, those moments when you're shook to your core. And I never had the answer my heart longed for. And then, um, to, you know, when I was sitting in my living room and usually ABC Kids is on, never daytime TV, but The View was on and Whoopi Goldberg um, was welcoming a, a couple in and they were a reality TV couple and they had just endured a miscarriage. And the woman was still so much distraught. You could see it in her face and Whoopi just turned her back to the camera and said, I'm going to tell you something that that my friends tell me what or what I, that I tell my friends whenever this happens this was a visitor that came to you to help navigate you back onto the right path and when you do that and you listen your gift will come and I was like oh that was the answer because when I had my miscarriage I had I had been through a, a year of PTSD I was very much in in the realms of that I was on the wrong path but my miscarriage woke me up to life and i started to feel again because i don't know if anybody knows about ptsd you're very numb inside you don't feel you're just you just you know surviving every day you just get on with it but i stuck around in there too long i call it my cocoon period <laughs> and and then this wake-up call came and i cried tears for them i cried tears for the year i lost and um, but I was lucky because I had worked in mental health. So I understood what what had happened to me, but I didn't like it. But I went uh. with it, so I didn't have fear around it. So um, when the wake-up call came, then everything started to go right. We got our visa to come to Ireland. We got pregnant straight away with my rainbow baby, who I who we, I waddled to Australia 35 weeks pregnant with. Um, <laughs> we got married that year. Everything happened um, that year once I shifted um, back onto the right
1: path. So there we go. Wow, that is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure I don't know if you've had a chance to ever run into Whippy and tell her how much that comment changed her life. But it reminds me how one person, whether it's on television or an event or a friend or a neighbor, one person's phrase or comment or, or a life experience at that time, sometimes it seems like the only person they're saying it for is you. Mm-hmm. And then you absorb that. And it's like a lightning bolt that helps cause the thought to change and to take action. So That's very powerful. And then you you said something about being in the the mental health space and then that you understood PTSD and the trauma of that. And but you still didn't like it. And I think about that, you know, being in the real estate space or my wife is in the addiction space. Uh, We both have gone through our own alcoholism in previous years and we're both sober. And but we know what that's like to be in it. But when you're when you're in trauma or when you're in something that you have skill in and you're still aware of it, It still is hard to maneuver through that. So, uh, tell me a little bit about that. It was interesting when you said that that you you knew about it, but you didn't like it. Did you feel you were more equipped to deal with it because you had the knowledge about it, or did you did your emotion take over and your trauma, and you forgot about some of that? Well, with
2: trauma, you're in um, you know you're just in survival mode. So you know, and I very much had tunnel vision, and um, and so I. You know, I went through the whole emotions of it. So it wasn't, uh, I was just, I fe- I didn't feel blessed at the time. It was very dark. But, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And when you look back, I, I just, um, you know, I didn't have fear around it because I understood it. So I also believe knowledge is key um, in these things. And, and with a lot of mental health, um, you know, there's a lot of taboo around it when you understand what's happening to you it eradicates the fear so then you can get on the healing journey and and that's what it is you know had i not went through ptsd i would not be the more enlightened person that i am today when i woke up i was full of wisdoms beyond my years and and i um chose very purposefully to live at a higher vibration. And I don't compromise that I choose positivity every day. Secondly, for some people, you know, <laughs> it's just, I choose it every day. I just love my life and it loves me back. Oh,
1: I lo- that's so powerful. And you okay. choose it every day. I mean, Abraham Lincoln said that, you know, you can wake up and choose to be happy. I don't remember how his phrase was, but I remember that because it was so long ago when he was in the depths of war and trying to help overcome slavery and various things. But to, to have that mindset, no matter what you're thinking, it, it is a choice. I mean, we have a choice to be happy. I, I do that same kind of thing. And for many years, uh, my wife kind of sometimes will roll her eyes at me because I'm always kind of a happy guy. But I say, look, when I wake up in the morning, I have a choice. I can either be happy or I can be really happy. Because what I've learned to do is even in my darkest days, I learned to find lessons and happiness and joys, even in the darkest stuff, even if it didn't feel happy. Uh, and I found that I knew when I said I was happy, it meant because I knew something was coming beyond that. My biggest brick upside the heads always came with the grandest lessons and and growth spurts after that. So when I'm in that happy or really happy moment, it, it's that shift of mindset of the levels of what you're willing to accept Uh, And you said you give out good to life and it's good back to you. So that's and that's one of the essences of Think and Grow Rich uh, as well. And the Napoleon Hill principles.
2: Yeah, I I always say this and I say it to everyone um, in life. You know, I set big intentions. They're big, fat intentions. So if I set those intentions, I have to grow into the person that I need to be to receive them. So that's going to come with lots of challenges, because when you're growing, you get challenges because they're tests, but I my perspective of a challenge is that it is a positive because you're in a growth, and before any breakthrough, there's always a struggle, you know. And, and I remember H. R. Moody. I read the book, The Five Stages of the Soul, and I so I understand when the struggle's there because I can feel it in me. But then I get a, I, you know, I, I think of it as there's a breakthrough coming here. Wait till you see. So I just ride. I, I go into the power of the pause in those times and ride that out because I've been doing all the work. And so everything's just shifting into place for me to receive. And quite often people bail in that time. And that, I think, is the difference between people who are uber successful and people who aren't is because they feel the discomfort, allow it to process and work their way, you know, allow it to pass through.
1: Yeah, that's powerful. Well, that's very, but the power of pause. Uh, Well, I want to come back to the power of pause. But for those that may not know what PTSD is, I didn't want to gloss over that. Uh, And many times people hear that with soldiers or war. But can we just take a second, and for the, the benefit of the audience who said PTSD, I'm not sure I know exactly what that stands for, even if they know. what, Can you just take a little bit a second and talk about that? And then I want to talk about the power of pause. Yeah.
2: Post traumatic stress disorder. Um, it really consumes you. And and my scenario came from there was an incident in my home where um my brother and my husband he was is my husband now it wasn't at the time had a fight. And usually it wouldn't affect me. You know you know and I'm Irish people fight, <laughs> but in I my cup was very empty at this time. I had just had uh, had a five month old. I um. Uh, you know, so my cup was empty. So that's why I'm very purposefully keep my cup full and encourage everyone to keep their cup full. Because when something happens, it knocks you down a bit, but it doesn't crush you to the ground. So I was shook. My nervous system was shook by what I witnessed. And, and usually it wouldn't affect me in that deeper level. But because I was living below my line, and um, it just, hit, I hit rock bottom with it. So PTSD kind of, sh- you know, it's post-traumatic stress. It just, you're shucked to your core and it's hard to get a grip of it, but there's always hope. It doesn't have to define you for a lifetime and um, you can work your way through it. Um, and a lot of it comes with speaking and that's why, you know, women are good at speaking about each other, speaking it out, you know, letting things. I remember speaking and just shaking. My, my nervous system would just shake um, and a lot of men hold back on that. So I think that's why, um, you know, there's that, that release that women are have the benefit of and um, for men, you know, so it's a whole
1: the discussion, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> show in itself for sure. Well, thanks for shedding some light on that. And then the power of pause, um, yeah. uh, you know, the the uh, power of that, because when you're a creator like you are, we're going to talk about the uh, life mastery and then the magic stuff that you do on the books, but you're also a manifester, you're a creator, and a creator has to do things, they have to get stuff done, uh, and they have to make things happen. But then you talk about the power of pause. So, can you uh, can you speak into that for a minute before we get into some of your work that you do? That's so amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the power of the pause, and I work in my own rhythm of life because I am a mom of six. So, and I do own three successful publishing presses. So, I work in the rhythm of my uh, of the school terms. <laughs> so, if it's Easter holidays, I'm on holiday in my mind. You know, I still do a little bit, and I write my books in that time because I'm in that energy of love and fun and and all that really good energy when you're. But that you need to write but it, it's like cycles so everything that we manifest and everything that we the goals we set all happen in cycles and what happens with people with burnout and things is that they just keep going around in cycles cycle you know they go in the go the journey receive go on to another journey they don't stop to pause recalibrate declutter it's in the power of the pause, the declutter. What didn't, what doesn't serve you going forward, you need to release. And if you don't declutter, it's in a mental declutter. Maybe if you know, I I always clean our cupboards and stuff, and that you know that clean the space around me. That kind of declutter, um, it because it doesn't serve you moving forward into your next cycle. So Absolutely. it's very important,
1: um, that you do that. I love that. Yeah, that clutter stuff, I I agree with that. I mean, when I have to do cluttering, it's the act of sometimes cleaning out a garage, cleaning out your closets, cleaning out your cupboards, because just the action that you're taking of that and the thought of clearing your mind of those things in your mind, and then it can help in then if you're doing a meditation afterwards or throughout. So I love that, getting your mind ready for for the gold there that you have. Um, We have about three or four minutes in this segment, but I want to roll into... So on this path of being uh, you know, a mom and a wife and uh, learning of your own uh, issues that you had to go through, when did the, uh, the, this book actually come about? Your very first book that you said was kind of an accident you wrote in 30 days. When was that and what was the topic and subject matter?
2: So it was called the visitor, um, a spiritual understanding. Um, oh, it's it's leaving me now. Spiritual understanding for the uncertainty. So it it was it, obviously the visitor came in my mind from Whoopi Goldberg. So the visit and I created this realm. You know, I had never written a book before. I had been writing, and um, very I was on a spiritual journey, so of enlightenment. So I, I was writing for a. a Website called Building Beautiful Bonds. This was pre Facebook <laughs> and uh, it's not around anymore, but I, I wrote a lot of articles on there. They were getting picked up by Universe and Mind Magazine and things like that, but I was just a mum at home just putting some thoughts onto paper because <laughs> I needed to share these wisdoms that were coming through me. So um, then all of a sudden um, the, I, I seen the, the show, and then within two days I, I became aware of Nano Remo. So this is two days before the 1st of November when Nano Remo started. and. I wasn't ready to write a novel, but at the same time, everything was aligned for me to write that novel. And yeah, that's The Visitor. And so I... um I just wrote down 20 potential chapters. I had the visitor who is the main ca- character. I created this realm called the waiting zone in my mind, which is the visitor commit, had committed suicide and he went to the realm um, and became a messenger because he left earth before his time. So he had to wait to go to heaven. So, and I don't know where that came out of. It just came through me. And um, so he goes on his journey in the book, but he visits five women who each have a miscarriage and go on their journey. And he only has four gifts to give. So it's who gets the gifts, and um, and it was the first novel I ever wrote. It is not by any way a literary novel, but it's definitely one that's fueled. A lot of people have have come back to me with this saying, you know, the the, the Google miscarriage and got the book, and it gives them the answer their heart longed for. And many come back to me saying we got pregnant straight away, or it released the blocks and and all of the things they seen the lessons in it. And I'm, I'm talking about early miscarriage. I was around eleven weeks. You know, nothing can really help with the trauma of when you lose a child later on. Um, but it was just that, that thing. And I lost twins, so, and it was a long process, but it just, this gave me hope. And you know, like I I have, I have had two boys before I had a miscarriage and then I ended up having four girls afterwards. So I feel truly and utterly blessed, you know, in many ways. So I wrote this book in 30 days. It went on a journey, as every book does, goes on a journey, brings you on right. a journey. And I was open to the journey and um, very much, I was very just, Right, right let's see where this goes so i ended up um publishing it with a, a u.s publisher and in, in my mind it was a negative experience just everything was just it was all blocks da, da, da. but again i you know the quote at the beginning of this book was to every negative situation is the potential for a positive outcome and i wrote that before i even wrote the book <laughs> and um, and that became the essence of the journey and i decided that i would um I would then just harness the essence of this code, and I realized I learned a lot about the publishing process through going through the process with my publisher. And so I'd done a little bit of um, research and um, additional research and I discovered that the print and distribution channel that they owned had opened up an office in Melbourne that very month. So I made a sacred promise to myself that should I be accepted as a publisher with them, that I would go on a journey to have stories get told because there's so much power in story. When it connects with someone, it heals, ignites, it gives you know fears people with knowledge and everything. Stories, even reading a story to a child on your knee, is a bonding experience, a memory that is locked in time. So, and as you you know, as we said with Whoopi, you
1: know her words connect with me and change my life. And I know that my words have done that for many people. Yeah, I was going to say your words have definitely, your words and written and spoken have done that and changed lives. So we're going to take a break here on the Alchemy of Business Show and come back with Karen and learn how did she go from listening to her own higher power and voice to have these whispers that then turn it into the visitor, which we'll have in the show notes and people want to link on that and find the book, to then going on, not only am I going to write a book, but hmm, I think eventually I'll start my own publishing company. We're going to learn more about that. So how does one aha moment or one Iggy moment lead to then a whole empire. So we're gonna come back and talk with Karen about that in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening in on the Alchemy of Business Show. Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business Show. Thanks for tuning back in, whether you're viewing on a video on YouTube or maybe you're online on uh, iTunes or something, but however you got here, we appreciate it. Uh, We are talking here with Karen today and we have been covering... All of her journeys that she's been having uh, regarding her her life with children and and writing and following her higher power and her intuition and her God nudges. Uh, And so, Karen, we were talking about your book, The Visitor, before uh, we signed off on the last break. And you said that in that journey, not only did you go, I didn't know I was going to write a book and it just happened in a way that you were guided to. But then you, along the way, said, hmm, I'm going to, I've made a, I think you said you made a a commitment to yourself or a promise to yourself that you were going to help other people get their voice out. So did that come after the book was published that you thought, hmm, there's got to be another way to help in publishing? Or did that come after a few books?
2: Yeah, I made that sacred promise because a lot of people are coming to me saying, you've published a book. Um, How did you do that? And I was like, well, I know how to publish a book. So, and once, I, I'm one of these people, if you try to teach me something I don't want to learn, it ain't coming in. Teach me something that, you know, if I want to learn something, I will do 10 years of study in six months. <laughs> and and I just was really hungry to learn about publishing. And I took it really organically, the process, and learned everything I set up with, the, you know, the, the, and at the beginning, I never knew how big it would get. So my intention, I didn't set a clear intention be, or a goal because I I just set the essence of what I wanted to achieve and as it grew I decided I was going to build a million dollar press that was my intention so I committed to the journey of that and and for me goals and intentions are different Um, and so you know you go on a journey for an intention whereas a goal you conquer steps along the way so um yeah so the the publishing was very much accidental and it was to serve not just me and it was other people so
1: That's awesome. Well, you've got this whole, uh, it went from one, it's like when you had kids, you decided, okay, I'm not going to do this one, I'm going to do six. And that also now happened with your book and your publishing business. So you have Mm -hmm. this life magic mastery uh, and you have various books here on this slide that we have um, on slide three, Noel, uh, my show engineer. And these were all, um, were these, are these in a uh, a series or tell us about if someone was to yeah. google you online right now or look at your stuff there you have all your your other kids these aren't the pictures of your regular kids but these are your these, books, these are the my regular, book babies <laughs> your book babies so <laughs> tell us about this sequence for those that are not seeing this yeah. this is a slide uh, mm-hmm. uh with karen on life magic mastery and it has a series of her books here at the bottom uh, on various topics and various subject matter so can you give us this history on how this all blossomed Absolutely. Well,
2: I obviously was having a lot of success and, and I never told anybody I was a law of advanced, advanced law of of you know of attraction practitioner. I was just on a journey and I thought I'll test this for myself, see what I can recap it and just have fun with it. So, but I was in the publishing arena, so I was having a lot of success in the publishing arena, signing big authors, you know, and things like that. I was really treading a lot of, um, you know, water and, and really, you know, having a get, I had this omnipresence and um, in, especially in Australia and um, I was winning awards we were publishing books there was all of this kind of stuff but I was very much on the journey so the uh, life magic came around and um, because everyone kept saying how do you do life like how the hell do you do it you've got six kids you've got three publishing presses you know how do you do it and you're always happy and you know and and I was like Well, you know, I I don't overthink things. First of all, I prioritize joy very highly. You know, people do not prioritize Mm -hmm. joy enough in their life. There's a lot of success through joy in itself. And I do everything with loving intention because love is the super fuel of success. Um, And I, I will always do everything with loving intention. And that's why my kids grow so beautifully, because there's so much love into them but the alchemy of life magic and um, there's seven master gifts to live fearless and on purpose so i thought i'll do these books individually and it was sally that actually um, i identified why i had to do these books individually is because my rhythm of them is mindfulness knowing um intention um love gratitude forgiveness and belief. These are my seven principles that I work through um, and, you know, and navigate life through. They're very much at the core essence of me. But Sally sees them differently for her. So that's why they had to be individual books. And in these books, I would invite um, guests um, in to share. Like I would would share my teachings at the beginning and then at the back of them, I would have five guests come in and share, uh, you know, like knowing in motion, for for example, mm-hmm. the power of knowing has been a really successful book, and probably because Elizabeth Gilbert's in there, <laughs> and uh-huh. and other other people are in there showing knowing in motion in their lives. You know, and how when you connect, everybody has an has their a knowing, has a deep sense of knowing, and when you can connect with your ability to know, and. Um, and reconnect with your ability to know and, and use it as a tool for making decisions you can it's a really good business strategy because you can make decisions with unwavering confidence that you know exactly where you're going and um, in life so I, I get called now into the business arena so my, my karen mcdermott publisher and my karen weaver are merging and i'm getting po- called into publishing or, or into business arenas to talk about knowing because it's such a success term. so so yeah th- these books are all into i'm up to we're about to release the gift and gratitude um, and the rest will be released by the
1: end of the year that is so powerful i mm. love the love is the super fuel of success yeah, yeah. Uh, and then your principles of mindfulness, knowing, intention, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and belief. Are those all Noel was helping me out here on the chat box, but those are all the, the principles. And when you said uh, a lot of people don't prioritize joy, um, mm-hmm. that resonates with me a lot as well because many human beings, if not all, are looking for more joy, or happiness in their life. I've traveled the world as you have, and people want to be healthy, they want to be happy, they want their kids to be healthy. They want to find joy and happiness, but they're sometimes not living the life or taking the actions and the steps to create joy and to make it a priority. So can you talk about how you found ways early on, on this journey? Because it's one thing to be able to have success. And then after you have success to say, hmm, I'm going I have enough time. I could delegate. I've got money that I could do this. I could carve time for joy. But it sounds like you made that an important element during this journey that you're still on of joy being an integral component of this. So can you talk a bit more into that as well?
2: yeah why why pursue success if you're not going to enjoy the journey you know and people focus so much on the destination sacrifice too much of themselves on the journey to the destination and when they get there they go wow is that even worth it you know because they've compromised like i pursue my goals and intentions but i align them with my values so i don't compromise my values there's no way i'm going to compromise my values so every time I've, i prioritize joy I prioritize my family and everything else slots in around that and because i do that and i do it such, such a high vibrational you know the universe loves speed. <laughs> you know we like things to happen fast so and i when, and when things are in flow and when you when, when you allow yourself to um to really work in flow and flow is the most, not many people get to really experience the the joy that is just being in so much flow. I call it cruise control where you're just going through the motions, everything's just happening and you can just go, wow, God, I am so blessed to have this life that I have. I am just, Thank you so much for, for all these gifts, you know, and that brings in the gratitude. But if you don't have joy now, you're not going to have much joy in the future. You got it. That's how the, the, these universal laws work. And we learn these things, you know, through Think and Grow Rich, but also the law of attraction. You know, you've got to make the effort to feel it now. And if you're not feeling it in the moment or where you are in life, visualize it sit for a moment and just visualize what that is for you what would what is something that is just so beautiful and fills you with so much happiness sit in that for one minute a day and wait till you see the difference it makes in your life and my next ted talk is is called the forgotten art of loving life and it's yeah i'm doing that next month so
1: Oh, I love that. Well, we'll have to make sure we let mm-hmm. our listeners know about that when it's on for sure. This this intention about joy and then understanding some of the principles and the steps. You've given a few techniques of sitting with yourself, the power of mm-hmm. pause, having intention, uh, knowing what your outcome is that you want to be. When was the first time that you either on your own started articulating these principles in your own way and then went, oh, and then you also found along the way, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill, other a lot of other self-help work and uh, thought work after Napoleon Hill's work, which was b- very revolutionary uh, afterwards. There's a lot of great people that have taken that and put it in a different way or putting their own spin on it. But it was like one of the foundations in the early 1900s of coming out with this think and grow rich and the power of thought and uh, taking action and not just grow rich about money, but as you're talking about, rich with joy, rich with family, rich with purpose, rich with super consciousness. So when did you have your first introduction to that, those writings? Yeah.
2: Um, Well, I've always, you know, been, I, I, I grew up in a very loving environment. I was unconditionally loved. So I've, I've started off with you know a heads up in life or I knew what unconditional love was like so I kudos to my parents for that so I I always had this safe thing my curiosity was um, nurtured and I was supported to do that so I've always been curious so I learn um, very quickly so my first um, kind of wake-up call I I was I watched The Secret um, and then I fell into the loving embrace of Louise Hay um, and in you know you can heal your life and things like that and so it's just, you know, I kind of started to put my own spin in it. I just have this kind of, um, you know, I have just started to make things work for me. Um, and then Think and Grow Rich came after that. And then, you know, you just go on this journey and it's just like, wow, it just wakes up your mind. But you have to be open to it, you know. And um, and I, I, you know, I never put a limitation on where I'm going so I always have the essence of where I'm going. I will never, you know, yes, I did say I was going to build a million dollar press. But, you know, what, what happens when you do that? You no, know, you just if you're enjoying the journey, you just keep going, you know. And um, so the, the teachings and, you know, we, we we learn from others, but we take on board what what's People take on board too much sometimes. Take on board what resonates with you because that's what's relevant for you. You don't need to take, if you don't understand something, it's okay. You will understand it in the future. You will be called back to it when it's time for you to revisit it, relearn it. Because a lot of these books, we have a lot of it thrown at us. I know my sister, when she got, watched The Secret, she was like, I can't, I cannot. Master, you know, think, you know, try and control all of my thoughts. That I don't want to have responsibility for every thought that I have. You know, (laughs) it was too overwhelming for her. So it was a process. Whereas I was so excited to be, I'm going to be in control of my destiny. This is just like, let me at it. You know, it was really exciting for me. So it was all that kind of thing. And and again, you know, I, I I studied um. Law of attraction. And then, um, you know, I didn't tell anyone. I just thought I'm going to go and see what I can make happen with these superpowers that I now have in my mind.
1: That's powerful. Well, obviously, you've acquired a lot of superpowers by allowing them to unfold, being open to it, uh, having intention, writing them down, helping others, being of service. So that's awesome. Did your sister um, have fascination? Why watching you maybe take to this faster and quicker of these principles and then go, hmm, maybe there's something to this. And she uh, was more inspired to incorporate it in her own life and her own level of own different ways.
2: Oh, she's just um, yeah. She she struggled with it a little, but she's mastering them. And she's she was in mental health for twenty two years, so she was very high up in in Northern Ireland. You know, can you imagine the mental health um organization there? But she just last year um, she she's always like going, "Holy shit, Karen, how do you do that?" Because I need to know. You know, I'll say, "Right, I need to to um." manifest fifty thousand dollars this week because i wanted this thing i want to do so this would have been and i'll say it to her because she's my sister and we go on the journey and then i'll just send her a message done it and she'll go what how the hell did?" you do I says, it's the same to, to if you need that it's the same to to manifest a thousand you know you just put the same energy in it you just have a higher bar and and she's like what but she's she's come around to it and she's done a lot of reading and things like that and opened her mind to it and now she's got her own her own organization which is mental wealth international she's fascinating amazing she's embraced all the principles as well herself and is now um out there helping people and especially during a pandemic when people's um, yes, mental, mental you know sure. so you focus on your mental wealth keep that bank filled and um, so that you don't have to get the sticky plaster later on you know
1: that's so powerful. Well, for those that maybe haven't read Think and Go Rich or heard of it, Napoleon Hill wrote this in the I think it was in what, like 1930 or 40 or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, he went out and interviewed all of the very wealthy, uh, mostly men at the time. But, um, you know, since then, the the women have really taken on this movement. Uh, but he met he interviewed Rockefeller and Carnegie and all of their people to find out, was there a common theme? why there were people that were creating more wealth and impact in life, whether it was in railroads or uh, press or building cars, Ford, whomever. And he started realizing there was this pattern. There was this pattern that uh, was inbred in the power of taking control of your thoughts and the power of intention. So for those that maybe haven't read it or you've heard of it, or you've, many have heard about the secret and some poo-pooed it because they thought it was uh fairy dust and woo woo. And, Oh you yeah, know, I'm just going to sit around and just, uh, Ohm all day. And stuff's going to come to me. Cause I'm going to be positive. Uh, but here's a quote, uh, that Noel's popping up, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve Napoleon Hill. And that is so true. And that these th- teachings actually go back to biblical days or to, uh, the Quran, Quran, or to the Torah. These types of thoughts are actually b- back from the beginning of, of man and woman in talking about co-creation and the power of the universe uh, and, you know, uh, I have this high uh, power of belief in spirituality and God. And I know you have a high spiritual belief, which we're going to come and talk about. But we are all co-creators. So this this path that you're helping people on through writing, through your teachings, you are really helping them to be co-creators in their own universe. So whether you need to create 50,000, create a million, create a, a love of your life, uh, create a new place to live, create a new job, whatever it might be. It is amazing when you put it out there with vision boards, written goals, business plans, a- everyday affirmations, surrounding yourself and like-minded people. It is amazing that the universe, you know, starts conspiring towards our success, as um, Paulo Coelho says so eloquently in the Alchemist book. So um, I'm just thrilled, Karen, that you are on this mission and that you are sharing it at such a high level. So I'm going to be thrilled to come back and hear more about your journey and find out how people can connect with you. And what are some of the other golden nuggets of books and um, different authors that you have been able to help. What are some of their subject matters and what are some of the things they're doing in the world? So uh, I'm assuming you're going to stay on and keep joining me on this next segment. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. All your listeners, I hope you will also stay on and keep listening in whether you're on audio or on video, however you got here. We'll be back just very quick break and we will come back and finish up. Uh, and Karen Weaver is going to share with us more about her magic and the magic of co-creation as well. Thanks for listening in. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business Show. We're coming into the last stretch here with Ms. Karen Weaver on talking about life magic and all of the things that she does in her publishing business, in her teaching business, and in her power of mindfulness and knowing and intention, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and belief. Uh, So, Karen, let's um, as you as you said, I'm going to create a million dollar press publishing business. I'm going to help others get their message out. What are some of the people that started coming to you and what are some of the other messages you've helped other authors get out into the world? Mm, Absolutely. Good. Good good question
2: (laughs) it's a big one (laughs)
0: um
2: so yeah so i'm a great believer in inspired leadership it is the new type of leadership inspired leadership which is and you know if all of the people who are in the think and grow rich book they're all inspired leaders they're taking their baton and they are doing what they can in the world and finding their way and and you know paving the way for others to follow you know so um that's what i decided to do i set a very clear intention i had no right to be setting that intention at the time you know i remember it i was sitting down in my patio and I had you know quite a few kids around me I was probably pregnant at the time <laughs> and um and so I I um because I think whenever the thing for me was every time I had a child I was so filled with love and that is a beautiful energy to create to create in and I always used to write in that but I also used to um to manifest and set intentions and you know create through that so um I this just came to me this inspired thought and we know with inspired thoughts um you don't just let them settle there not even for a second you action them straight away and so it was okay I'm going to set a million dollar press and I'm I'm going to go on a journey to that and see where it brings me but I'm not going to compromise what I love which is the balance that I have the life that I have you know I live in a beautiful place I live beside the beach I I, you know I all that's what I also want to do I am very much just live in the flow of of you know, with with the rhythm with my children, because they grow up, and then it's just going to be me, and I'll just be writing books galore. So you know, that's just you know th- that was really important. So I became an inspired leader in my life, and people started to learn from my actions. And I wouldn't be shy about sharing any successes I had. I would do my happy Irish dance on Facebook or LinkedIn <laughs> or wherever I was. I would celebrate because too many I know coming from Ireland, a lot of people keep their wins because they don't want to make people feel bad celebrate it inspire someone tell someone how you did it we don't you know we don't do these things and keep them secrets we share how you do it and if someone else can take that button and run with it and make it their own then 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 fine you know I I, I one of the biggest compliments for me is when someone learns from me and, and makes it their own you know I even teach other publishers you know i because t- the more people helping stories get out into the world the more impact that's being happened that you know the more ripple effect that's happening so that's how i show up in life so a lot of um i've got publishers who are out there helping stories get told in their own different genres because in publishing there's lots of different genres and that's why i have three publishing presses they all serve different readers um, and have different authors in them and then um you know i i for, for Serenity Press, for example, we have the beautiful Dr. Kate Forsyth in there. She was our first, and um, she's a she's a doctor of fairy tales. Now, yeah. would that not be the best job in the world? That a
1: doctor doctor of fairy, of fairy tales. tales? I love yeah. that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, she um so she. She takes old, um, she does these exclusively for Serenity Press, and she teamed up with this beautiful photographic illustrator, and we create these beautiful books. And we started with one called Vasilisa the Wise, where she takes fairy tales that are over 100 years old, put seven of them together in a collection, and then it's illustrated. And that was picked up and put out through Ken Miller in the US. And so we're, we're doing seven collections, and we're up to book five now. So that's, we do one every year, um, and it's the most beautiful rhythm. Um, so those fairy tales... Whenever they reach the they're for a YA audience, but they, they share wisdoms from that, that would maybe not have been read by that generation. But also, you know, um older people love them as well because of the wisdom, you know, the they seem harrowing from that, but there's so much wisdom to be learned through these stories of resilience. Um and then, you know, we have the Duchess of York in there, Sarah Ferguson. I'm her, her publisher um for children's books. And um and so we have a 22 book day with her we're able, and but her books are all about kindness so they're all at the essence of kindness because she's an ambassador for kindness and so kids will learn kindness through the the, the books that we produce and um, from her and we collaborate with lots of different illustrators so we're having a ripple effect there and um, for kmd books it's for my thought leaders futurists you know innovators business leaders um, and so we produce books there that And authors that are each on their mission, you know, Um, I know one of my authors, Gem Fuller, he's out doing podcasts all over the place to get his message out for the art of conscious communication for men. Such an important um, mission. And he's on his mission and another um, author is out on her mission, you know, to help. Eradicate the shame around DV. So each one of these books, you know, and I've published. It was four hundred. It's probably five hundred now. I have to revisit, you know, um, the numbers every now and again. So, and um, because you just keep you know, moving forward, uh, facilitating it and allow it to happen. Um, so it's just exciting. It's just exciting.
1: That's very everybody. exciting. Well, I'm so glad you didn't put any limit on your books like you did with kids stopped at six. I'm so glad you didn't <laughs> stop at six or 60. And you've gone on now to 400. And I'm sure soon a 1000, especially with mm-hmm. these types of messages. It's so great that you've got the different genres and different spaces uh, mm-hmm. in the different ways and people can get their words out. And, and I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that you do this for authors all over the world, not segregated to... So you're a, a global publisher, basically, and the ways that you work with your authors, not the book distribution, but I think that your uh, authors that come from you are from America and from UK and from Australia, all over the world. Um, and so you've got... Uh, for those that are seeing the slide here, this is one of other Karen's slides here the, on uh, some these of our all
2: These are all my books. These are all these are just my... These are my books. But um, yeah, if, you know, like these... Um, so I, I just again, my authorship is inspired leadership because I'm like, if I can write forty books, <laughs> you know, you can. You've got a message to share. Everyone has a book to share, and it all started with one book. But you just go in the rhythm. You allow it to happen, you know. And um, and everyone has a book in them. Every, especially a business owner. A business owner has a book in them. I ordered your book the other day from Amazon in, in Australia, Steve. So I'll I'll do a picture when it comes. <laughs> oh great. Um, we can learn from each other, you know, especially people who, who share the same teachings. We can learn from each other. It's just amazing. And it does just start with, you know, it's one book and you just allow it to go and go on the journey, be open to it. You you can't try to control it. You know, the, the my the authors I, I work very closely with my authors and I have a big team behind me who do the logistics, you know, the editing, the designing, the, the you know, everything, the dish, all of these kinds of things. And I partner with, you know, I've partnered into the US with Sound Wisdom so that will be kicking in this year and things like that so and we so we you know work on wider distribution but each author I work with individually and go on the journey with them because on a journey there's challenges each author has different challenges so I have support and work with them because I've I've been through every challenge, so you know I can guide. <laughs> I can be a guide guiding light through that. I'm yeah, just with square. over 400
1: books and all the journeys you have uh, turned over every rock of challenge into opportunities. I'm sure. So, any author or people looking about publishing or getting their message out, you are clearly uh, a master teacher to go to. So, I hope uh, those that were listening in will put the in the show notes here at the bottom to reach out to Karen and Karen, we've got about six or seven minutes here left on the show. And I want to roll into two things. We always do a segment called instantly interesting Instagram. So I would love to know if you'd like to play that for a few minutes. And then I want to wrap up talking about, Uh, What you have been weaving through the whole show already, just naturally, which is higher consciousness and spirituality and your definition of spirituality. And uh, the book that you ordered, The Iggy Principles, talks a lot about that of inviting good in or inviting God in, which are very aligned with some of the principles you already had about uh, forgiveness and paying it forward and intention. So we're very much aligned. There's no coincidence that we're talking here uh, across the the globe and that Sally connected us. So thank you for being on the show. So uh, uh, you up, up for playing this quick little game? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I love Kim's. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Noël, my show engineer, came up with this. It's called Instantly Interesting Instagram. So, for those of you that can't see this, I'm going to explain a picture. If you can see it, you'll see it. And then we're not going to give any context around it. Karen's going to do a quick speed round and give us what's happening in each of these photos and where she was at that point in her life. So, let's start the Instantly Interesting Instagram. Here is a first picture, which is a castle, it looks like to me. And it looks like this is a pretty uh, historic and pretty impressive castle. So tell us why this was in your feed and what this is about.
2: Absolutely. I um, host writing retreats at this castle every year, and um, we're going there actually in June, and it's just the most beautiful castle. It I used to own a house about a kilometre from it. We actually sold that house this year, but my parents live five miles down the road, and I go over and host a writer's retreat here, and it's just the most magical experience.
1: It's fabulous. How, how, do you have any idea how old this thing is, or how long it how, how, how...
2: Yes, yeah. This is the second castle. Their first castle burnt down when um, a, oh, a maid wow. was walking up with a candle, and the whole castle burnt down. But they built this new castle in the eighteen hundreds.
1: So yeah. Wow, it is spectacular. Okay, That's we've amazing. got a next one. This is uh, you standing in a group of very happy-looking women with a lot of cool-looking <laughs> desserts and food, and then holding a book. So tell us what's happening in this slide. Yeah, this is in the
2: current casino. It's the day I was launching the power of knowing. I was supposed to get back home to do an online launch, but we stayed around with the pink gin a bit too long, and I ended up doing the launch from the current casino that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, these are um uh, uh that's Sarah behind me. She's one of my best friends, um, and she is a conflict strategist and a lot of other business women um, from Perth we get together and we can you imagine the energy
1: (laughs) oh my gosh i'm looking at just that photo you can see it popping out already you obviously were keeping joy at your top priority that day so that's another good one uh okay we've got another one i think we got another slide this is um it looks like there is a little character here that looks like a little uh i don't know if that's a bear or but it's a somebody has a box and an arm on something and they're a bunch of cookie i'm not sure what this is tell us what's happening in this photo
2: this is Minky monkey he is one of my characters we turned him into a plush teddy so So Minky Monkey goes and visits all the 26 alphabet job buddies and learns their job. Um, and so we have 26 books happening there, and he goes around. So, Alex the Astronaut, Barney the Bricklayer, Clappy the Clown, he goes and he learns. They're like little Mr. Men books where he goes. With, and that is Dylan, my eldest son, who went and collected the, all the thousands of minky monkeys from the ship that.
1: Day. Oh, got it. I, I mean, I said, I, the, monkey, of course, that's what that is. I was looking at it, I was thinking of some of the, the different stuffed animals that my grandson has on his bed, and I was trying to go through my head of what that might yeah. be the closest to. That is cute. I'll, well, I'll awesome. send you
2: over a Minky monkey. He actually has his own Instagram, um, and he's the Elizabeth Gilbert when she came to Perth. We got a picture of her. She's like, "Karen, what is this? It's Minky monkey." And he, he's yeah, yeah.
1: I'll send oh, that's you a awesome. photo. <laughs> You are quite the entrepreneur and quite creative and quite in the the arts. And we have about two or three minutes left here before the show wraps. But um, I like to always ask people, um, and you've been, as I said, weaving this to the show. But if you were to define your own definition of spirituality and what spiritual intelligence or spirituality means to you, how do you define that? And then you've already been talking many ways you incorporate it in your life. But I'm just curious what your definition of spirituality is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely hang out, you know, in the love space. So it's I do everything through love, and um, you know, I grew up as an Irish Catholic, so I'm very much connected with God, and and all of that higher energy, and you know. You know, people call it the universe. Call it whatever you want to call it. It's a higher energy, and it's here to serve us and work with us, and us to work with it. So I'm very much a great believer in that, and to just being grateful and knowing, and understanding, and and just harnessing the potential of that to pour it into our lives through us so that we can serve others and and in doing so we have a beautiful ripple effect in the world and so i i always um you know talk about that and and you know i talk about alchemy as well and i have two different definitions my the alchemy definition that i absolutely love is that it's a seemingly magical process of transformation creation or combination and the definition of magic that i am um, absolutely love i had a down here now. Where's it gone on me? I shared it in, in my book. Maybe I'll send it to you. But, and we also um, have,
1: Karen, we have Karen's website flowing at the bottom of the screen here kpweaver.com. Yeah. And we're going to have that in the show notes. Uh, yeah. But what, what, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead and finish your thought.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. It's just that I I live through the magic of life, and everyone can harness the magic in your own life. And um, should you choose to, you know, no matter how dark it it may feel, there's always a light and um, there that you can feel that little essence of gratitude. And it just starts with just being grateful for that one thing in your life. No matter, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be small, and just going to bed with that at night, and just and allow that to grow. You are worthy of all great things in your life. You are worthy of of everything. Um, And, you know, I I don't put um, goals on on money. That just comes because I harness and love life um, and and share it with others, you know, and that's what we're here to do, I believe.
1: Well, it exudes from you. So thank you for sharing that light and that gift and your message. And thanks for getting all of these wonderful hundreds and hundreds of books and messages out to the world. So I've uh, very much enjoyed having Karen on our show today. Hopefully you will connect with her. If you're seeing... Our screen here, we've got Connect with Karen at her website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we'll also have this in the show notes for those that are not seeing this on a screen so you can easily access and learn more about the wonderful work she is doing in the world. So thank you, Karen, again. We so appreciate it. And I know you're getting on with your day. We're starting to wrap ours here in the U.S. and in Costa Rica. We're Noel's, And I know you're starting your day on Friday. So thanks for spending it with us to start off. And we very much appreciate you being on the Alchemy of Business show.
2: Steve, thank you so much. I'm truly good. I love this conversation. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. We'll see you next time or hear you next time
0: on The Alchemy of Business. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of The Alchemy of Business with your host, Steve Rogers. If you found value in today's broadcast, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing with friends, and leaving a review. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next Thursday for another episode. Be blessed and see you soon.